1: Back. The more things change, the more they stay the same. From
0: NJ1015.com, this is the new Jim Gerhardt Podcast. Well, good morning, New Jersey. It is Thursday, November the 12th, 2020. I'm Bob Williams. Welcome to the Jim Gerhardt Podcast. And here on the other side of the glass, our humble host, Jim Gerhardt. Good morning, Jim. And before we get going, I want to salute you and your service to our country. Veterans Day just yesterday and Thank you for your service, my my longtime friend, uh, and, and to all the people out there who donated
1: their time and to make this country great. Thank you. I'm still wrestling with the with the alien here, the Martian, try, who came. I you, he's still hanging out. He insists, as they are want to do, to say, "Take me to your leader." I'm telling you, I don't know yet who my leader is. He, I, I can't <laughs> make it. You don't understand a leaderless. Uh, well- you, yeah. What, is it uh, 10 yeah. days later and we still don't know, Jim? Isn't this, we isn't this incredible? Well, you see, the, the, the declaration that uh, the Democrats won the presidency is simply a, a, a declaration by the Democrats and their, their media uh, affiliates, because the Constitution does not say the New York Times, Washington Post, CNN and the like can certify an election. They can't. This election has not been certified. You have to have the Electoral College meet to vote. Uh, You have to have it certified by government agencies, the the actual vote once this settles down. So it probably will be a while before we would actually know. Right. Uh, My feeling is that when all is settled down, that the Democrats will control the White House, probably, because most challenges just don't make it uh, historically to, to elections. I think one thing we're coming out of here with, I get back to John Cleese, you know, the former Monty Python wit, who says that Americans are not capable of governing themselves. And he says that uh, he has called for England to take the country back, and from now on our leader, and I keep telling the Martian this, maybe that Queen Elizabeth will become our leader. Uh, all states except West Virginia, and that's because she says she doesn't really care for that. Maybe Arkansas, parts of it. But what I like about the proposal is that they, the queen would abolish Congress. Mm. Then, in a year, they'll take a survey to see if anybody's noticed. <laughs> like that part of it. You know, I'll tell you what I've done. I even suggested this to you. Uh, this whole thing is uh, just... Uh, it's very difficult to get our minds around. We're not used to all these uncertainties. So I got a box set of Charlie Chaplin, old Charlie Chaplin movies, okay, and also Buster Keaton. Oh, so I've been beautiful. the last week when other people are agonizing, tearing their hair out, or getting getting agitated over the elections. I've been laughing my butt off in my room. And I think that that, the perfect medicine for melancholy is these slapstick comedies. They're they're great. What we're down to is uh, we have two parties, political parties. One is the we won, we own the country to do as we please party. And the other one is the we was robbed party. And this is where far as I can see, it's standing right now. So uh, uh, where it goes, well, anybody knows.
0: Harking back to 20 years ago with the uh, George Bush, Al Gore controversy, you know, think about this that election was not settled until like December 13th when Al Gore finally conceded the election after the uh, contested yeah. situation in Florida was resolved. So, I mean, we've got a ways to go.
1: I mean, there was, there, was a, there was a bit of a difference in that, in that it's all hinged on one technical problem. Right. In one district, one technical problem. Uh, this is just scattershot shooting all over the place. And again, I suppose when it comes down to, I saw a story this morning, I think it was what, Rudy Giuliani, the former New York mayor, right. said that there was something like, what, 850 or something thousand votes miscounted in Pennsylvania. That, that's enormous.
0: Mm.
1: And that kind of uh, makes one look with something of a grain of salt at it. But you never know. You don't know because, again, this has not been certified. It is not official. Now, if it turns out it, it could be better for the country, the property owners anyway, if they go ahead and certify that the Democrats won, if they certify that the, uh, Trump won, you're going you're gonna to have them out there tearing down every city in the country, looting every store.
0: Are you surprised how quiet it's been as far as uh, the lack of no. violence and the protests and all that? No, I mean, no. it's not- well,
1: there's nothing to protest. They won. Well, they're protesting. And they are demanding These groups are demanding now that they get to meet with the president-elect Biden in their, you know, presumably, uh, to tell him that we got you elected. Now you owe us big time. What are you going to give us now? Unless they get turned down in something, uh, they're ready to go. You know, if any of this, you got the Georgia uh, Senate election going right now. We don't. We won't know who is controlling the Senate until. In January, because they have to have a runoff election for the Senate, for at least as I suspended. two two seats two runoff election. Now, Trump and the current Congress is in session until the inauguration, uh, and so they are still in the the uh, what the the political catbird seat in Washington for another month and a half, or you know whatever it is until that. So. Uh, it's, um, so many so many things are going on. There is a, uh, in our culture, there is a paradigm shift. You know, the paradigm is sort of what everybody takes the world, you know, for granted and everything to be. At one time, the paradigm was the earth was flat, you know, and the sun spun around the earth and all. This changes, then there's a new paradigm. Everybody thinks the earth is round now. But at, we were... At one time, the American the paradigm was that this was a great country, it had faults, but it was a great country, and it was the most affluent, the uh, offered the most opportunity, the most free country that there ever had been. That's changing now with the new wave coming in. The paradigm goes to America is an evil country, right? And it deserves to be torn down and a certain amount of retribution and vengeance is uh, certainly indicated here, because part, part of this opposition, that it fell under the wing of the Democratic Party, but I think their opportunists, uh, opportunists they would have gone anywhere, but the, the feeling of revenge. As a matter of fact, the uh, president of Starbucks, remember back when he was contemplating running for the presidency? He mm-hmm. said that he was doing that because he was tired of the politics of revenge. Mm-hmm. That is very, very significant.
0: Yeah. Um, Karen Dooley here on the feed, uh, one of our viewers. Thanks for tuning in, Karen. Karen says, if Americans feel their elections are not fair, then that means there's a problem with our democracy, period. Um, Yes. And absolutely, Karen, because uh, it's not just a one sided thing here. It is the principle of what is going on and how the 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 voting process is manipulated uh, maybe your side won this time or winning this time but it could happen the other way sometime where it's just manipulated just it's it smells fishy that's for sure well, to broaden out her
1: comment just a little bit I think uh, maybe she implied also that there is a need for great change in the way it stands right now I would not deny that I've, I've yelled and yelled for years. somebody push a reset button because yeah. this has gotten out of hand this, this business of capitalism on steroids it can't it can't continue, which is one reluctance I had with the prospect of a Republican victory, is that this would continue. We would continue with this process of raping the earth to keep a big economy going. This is a catch-22. You see, in order to do the things that would save the planet, just to stick with the environmental issues, it would cause great deal of unhappiness, unemployment, uh you're going to ban fossil fuels there goes a whole huge industry with millions and millions of people how do you replace this and this is my problem with the democrats change many of the the uh, the the changes that they propose and they talk about i won't quarrel with yeah uh but on the other hand they have not replaced it with anything of concrete value that's the old African proverb, never change anything until you have something of value to replace it. Right. They don't. Just personal ambition is all I can see. So we don't know where that is going. Now, whether you're going to have an administration that starts off offering uh, channels of revenge for minority groups, uh, I don't know. But this is something, if President Biden, because, well, if, if there is President Biden, He's going to have to contend with because these people now who backed him, these groups, these far-left progressive radical groups, and also the the domestic uh, ethnic blocs and the like, they are demanding that they get payback. He either would have to somehow approve that or try to stall it. Now, how he does that, I don't know, but it's quite a dance that's going to be uh, required of him, quite a fandango.
0: But to back to Georgia for a second, that is going to be an unprecedented uh, r- r- runoff election. I mean, you got two Senate seats from the same state running on the same day, and the, the tensions are high. This is January 5th, I believe, the first Tuesday after the new year, and we're within two weeks of the inauguration and with the new uh The Congress coming in, that's going to be major, major heat, and so much money and so much attention is going to be put on that state over
1: the next six weeks. Wouldn't you agree? If you imagine the money that's going to be thrown in there, I'm assuming that they can continue campaigning. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, I would presume. Yeah. You know something funny? Already, uh, great criticism from left media, which is 93% of the media, because Trump will not do the gracious thing. And concede the election, because the New York Times, the Washington Post, etc., said he lost. The officials have not said that. Again, it's not certified. The Electoral College has not met. Now, if they do meet, in my opinion, it probably will tip over in their favor. But it hasn't happened yet. Now, but they're yelling about how ungracious he is. He should accept in the in the spirit, you know, of past uh, events. He should just accept that and then go on graciously. Who's saying that? Well, the same people who demanded that Hillary Clinton be president go back four years. Now, she got on the, on the air and conceded, biting her tongue, and with one foot kicking the hell out of her campaign manager, as we understand it. Yeah. But uh, Hillary Clinton, after losing, started immediately, funded and helped create this Russian hoax that bedeviled the president for four years, and it was a total hoax. And here was the losing candidate. Now, you call that Grace? She bedeviled the winner, crippled the Trump administration for four whole years, devoted her life to that and her their, their considerable fortune, kept it going. Now you get people, even some testimony that I, I happened to glimpse a little bit of the other day, here you get a former official of the FBI almost apologizing for the right. fact that, oh, yeah, we got caught up in this thing. So uh, d- don't give me the, uh, the old notion that uh, Trump is being ungracious. He, uh, he, uh, how he will spend the next four years if he's not in office, who knows? Here's, here's, a case. here's a unique case. I don't know if this has ever happened in the history of the world. Here is a leader, a great world leader. Who probably would have been re-elected by acclamation had he just kept his mouth shut. Right? Yeah. You know the Shakespearean tragedies, all the Shakespearean tragedies hit, uh, hinged upon a great leader who had a fatal flaw. Yeah. Is that ever the case here? The fatal flaw was himself, his personality. It became so grating, enormously grating and galling on people that it was rather easy to recruit people to the other side. And what? what so is, I I somebody convinced him to sit down and shut up as I used to yell at the TV when he was on.
0: Yeah, to, to your point, um, I think I saw a survey uh, post-election post- uh, that uh, said 30, 30% of the people that voted for Biden voted uh, for him just because they're voting against Trump, not yeah. against policies, but
1: it was definitely- they,
0: they really just couldn't you know, stand the way he conducted himself.
1: Yeah, but I had one time I said, OK, I'm going to vote for the Libertarian Party candidate, or the Green Party candidate. But then when you get close to it, you say, tragically, the third party candidates are, are it's a wasted vote. Un- and so I was voting. I voted again for Trump, but I was voting I was voting against this media disgrace that, that has led up to this this particular point. It, it certainly was not any great enthusiasm for the person. Right, but it, but
0: <laughs> imagine that. But thirty percent of the people that voted, you know, for Biden voted there against Trump. That that has to be such a uh, dislike for for Trump yeah. for his policies. Just the fact that, like you said, that people just don't like the way he approached it and he, his personality and and how he he just handled himself. But well, if he like you said, if he,
1: yeah, now you talked about the veteran business." Huh? How is this for anybody who has gone through the rigors of a military uh, term? How do you reconcile yourself to Trump after the way he tried to call Senator McCain a coward, accused him of cowardice because he got shot down over Korea and became a prisoner of war? Uh, How do you forgive that? I mean, you have to, of course, and move on. But, But things like that, you can understand why people weren't particularly happy with it
0: now, I asked you before we started the show um you know Trump is the the consummate businessman he's a I think he's a great CEO he runs a you know a, he's very successful private businessman before he went into office and he's always into the the win-win the win-lose we all know those uh, scenarios do you think that Trump has um operated from a lose-lose uh position since he took office um
1: damned if he does <laughs> damned if he does doesn't they lose, lose, double, well, if the Democrats certainly hope so, because they spent four years, billions of dollars in all kind of effort, body English and everything, trying to do that,
0: to make him you're, if you're a, a lose, president. If you're, if you're in a lose, lose, you're basically just fighting for your survival and you're going to say or do anything just to defend what you, what your, your opinions and,
1: and your, your positions no matter oh, what
0: it does, you feel I, like you're. I,
1: I, think you're against, I think he would have gotten the public uh, uh, support had he just shut up yeah. be, and, and played up, having people play up the fact that he's been persecuted all these years. Like we said, he was running a marathon with a Rottweiler and a pit bull, you know, biting at his ankles the whole way. I think people would have respected that, but he would come in every time something positive happened. Number one you wouldn't hear about the positive things in 93% of the media. So the American people had no way of knowing right. about, uh, go up and ask people, what do you think of the Middle East Accord? They don't know what you're talking about because they, that was played down. All of his successes were played down. So there, there was no way to get that out. But even so, I think there is just something about the personality that uh, puts people off. I mean, it, it is embarrassing sometimes. And I found myself, and I'm sure a lot of people have, screaming at the television set or the radio, and he's talking after a while and say, just stop it, sit down, shut up, we well, know. Yeah, that, that first debate was cringeworthy. It's
0: like, you know, oh, please, just be quiet and just let let Biden talk and hang himself. Just let him go, because eventually he's going to say something stupid and outrageous that he's going to expose himself. But no, it didn't happen. And that I think that was, for me, that was the turning point,
1: that people just said, no, that's it. Right. Well. Can't pull that lever. Yeah, in retrospect, I guess. Now, now getting locally, um, New Jersey, um, we're facing, what, more lockdowns, shutdowns. Right. Matter of fact, I'll, I'll get to this in a, in a moment, hopefully, but uh, there is an advisor now, a new advisor to uh, President-elect, perhaps. Uh, Biden, who has proposed that there be for everybody a uh, four to six week lockdown, uh, yeah, nationwide, right? Government just sends you money, but uh, the the in New Jersey now we have pretty much restaurant businesses uh, going under, uh, unless you get igloos or something of this sort, right now. but. Uh, the, the, also, this explosion of cases is, is very curious. You don't see, the, the, they say the cases, you got a million cases now in Texas or whatever the, the last accounting was. But you don't have them people yelling for respirators and hospital space and all. Yes. So, what they apparently are doing is anybody who is tested to have the uh, antibody. Is proclaimed to have that, and they count that. Although most of these cases are resolved at home when people have it. As a matter of fact, I saw a statistic that said 63 percent of all the new cases in New York, 63 percent, came from locked-down people already locked down. So where is it? Where is that coming from? Oh, oh, oh! Quick, I got to do this because I love this. There is one uh, new uh, kind of a news source. Uh, a web a news web uh, organ, which is not particularly biased, as far as I'm concerned, they look pretty much you know straight. I'll tell them what they are after I've had a chance to feel them out a little bit. Yeah. Uh, they're certainly less biased than the major media in this country. They are referring to this virus not as the coronavirus but as the CCP virus. CCP. The Chinese Communist Party virus. <laughs> lost, yeah, you know, lost in this whole thing is China, who started it. <laughs> yeah, and so, they're coming out not only unscathed but probably gaining ground. Yeah. So now, uh, five, the fact that they have totally thrown the whole world into chaos, which is probably mm, one of the uh, one of the motivations to so, uh, to right. scatter it about. So Pfizer
0: is, uh, is uh, announced that they've got the vaccine ready.
1: Yeah.
0: And um, has this become so political? Do you think the timing is suspect uh, being announced right after the election when you're hearing that it could have been announced mid-October? They had the information. I don't know what to play with that. And that, you know, the president-elect's team is not wanting to engage with Trump's people about the, uh, uh, you know, the possibility of rolling out the, the supposed vaccine? sooner rather than
1: later well trump is still the president it'll still be rolled out soon it'll be rolled out under this particular presidency where it became critical is not having that announcement during the election campaign because the whole bag for the democrats was the virus response right which uh was the same response anybody from any party of any climb would have done pretty much the same thing you remember in the very beginning back last february or january the Democrats, especially the one now who may well become president, was calling it xenophobic to shut down the country to people coming in from China. Yeah. Now, suppose they hadn't done that, and we would still have hundreds of thousands of people coming in from China, many of whom would be carrying that. We'd be gone by now. Yeah. <laughs> I would, everybody would be locked down to some point or other.
0: So talk about engagement. Um take a, a comparison of the two local governors, New Jersey and New York's governor. Um, when it comes to the, when it comes to the vaccine, Governor Murphy is uh, very, very positive. He's very excited about it since Pfizer is a local firm here in New Jersey, and he's looking to hopefully get this thing rolling soon uh, compared to across the river where governor Cuomo is uh, saying he's not going to engage with the Trump administration about the, uh, the vaccine now. So um it, that, that's a very, very big contrast there. And, and uh, Cuomo's also taking a shot at New Jersey, blaming uh, commuters from Staten Island between here and New Jersey for spreading the uh, <laughs> more positive tests,
1: as it were. Well, probably it, was some, it was probably somebody in New Jersey who made him put all those sick people in the nursing homes and wiped them out by the thousands. Hey, I got one thing. We we're running close to, to the end of here. You? you do the drink up bell will ring. I wanted to mention this now uh, because it is relevant to what we were talking about. There is a word now that the uh, president-elect Biden, if he becomes the president, has as one of his advisor, I guess it's the Fauci-like position, his advisor on coronavirus. Yeah. He is going to, uh, in fact, is using in that office a man named Ezekiel Emanuel. Who is uh, now, Rahm Emanuel's Emanuel, brother or relative or something like that? Rahm Emanuel's brother. Rahm Emanuel, the former chief of staff to governor, to uh, President Obama, also the former mayor of Chicago. He is what is called a bioethicist. Now, he was a physician, I think a gynecologist possibly in the beginning. Now, here is where this gets interesting. He was one of the people who were uh, in the original group who drafted Obamacare, the Affordable Care Act. He helped write the Affordable Care Act. Ezekiel Emanuel, at the time, had written in there that the government should not provide health care to anybody after the age of 75 mm-hmm. because he says we should not waste resources. Now, I am a wasteful resource being over that. Yeah, and a whole lot yeah, of yeah. So so they would deny it. Now, they didn't do that, because I think even Obama and the people pushing this Pelosi and the like knew that the American people weren't going to stand for that because everybody's not over 75 and everybody has somebody they care for over 75. And as a matter of fact, if they invoke that right now, Biden is 78. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I right. so would be like, like, you remember the movie Logan's Run? Mm hmm. As yeah. soon as you turn 30, you went into an amphitheater and you got uh, what recycled, they call it, but you got vaporize. That was. Yeah. 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 But he, he didn't go that far. But the point is that he had proposed that. And as far as we know, still uh, proposes and pushes that idea. Now, he is going to be a very close counselor to the president on health issues. He also is proposed. And I think this is pretty well public knowledge now. He also has proposed that when this vaccine is certified, that it go to other people, not to America. Americans last. Give it to everybody else around the world first. Uh, Why? I have no idea, except this seems to be how the radical left thinks. And this is part of punishing us for being America. I would imagine down in their, their heart of hearts. And so, This is something to to keep your eye on, because there's talk uh, about cutting the amount goes to Medicare and give that to other so-called human services. Uh, And also probably a lot of it paying off election debts. Right. So you've got so many groups and even going up to the very top, the elite in industry and commerce, communications and the like. Who gave huge amounts of money to the to the Biden campaign? They want to get paid off, and so they are interested in keeping their seats in the with the catbird gallery uh, running us. Yeah. So uh, one one more quick thing: show sure. how dumb people are. A favorite uh, a favorite writer of mine, a writer named Ambrose Bierce, wrote back in the uh, part early or late part of the nineteenth century. Uh, wrote some of the greatest short stories ever written. But commenting on life, he was a columnist in the San Francisco for a paper, and he talked about the public. In a situation like this, you would have asked this after, you know, some of the way people voted, you brought this up. You know, like, what are people thinking? He referred to that immortal ass, the average man. Uh, he he has me leading in that direction right now. Who in California? I assume this uh, Schiff congressman got reelected. They he all to, huh? They all did. Pelosi, Schiff. So, you know, this guy is an a obvious pathological liar. He he is ill. Pathological lying is not a normal human trait. He's the one who kept yelling, I have all this proof. He did the Joseph McCarthy bit. I have this proof that the Russians controlled you know, Trump and he's in bed with Putin and the like. He had absolutely nothing. And now, now the, the intelligence community is, is saying, yes, we didn't have anything. He didn't have anything. And yet he gets reelected. This That's is what we do. So I refer again, I answer your question. Why did people do what they did in some instances? I'm not talking about the presidential election necessarily, but inclusive. Why do people elect some of the people they do? I would refer to Ambrose Bierce's uh, statement, quote, that immortal ass, the average man, end of quote, end of show, I think. I think we are there pretty pretty much.
0: much Yep, thank you for uh, tuning in. We're here live every Thursday at Facebook Live at 1030, and uh, we appreciate your comments. We always welcome them, and you know, you can pick it up anytime you want on demand at nj1015.com and on all of our apps and all of our platforms. Jim, always a pleasure. And ah. uh,
1: we'll, uh, we'll catch you next week. Okay. So those who are down with uh, with uh, weltschmerz, <laughs> you don't know what's going on. You're kind of a little agita because of this. Two things. One, pray fervently to God. <laughs> And get yourself some old slapstick comedy thing and watch it. Watch Charlie Chaplin. It takes takes some pressure off. Have a great week. Thank Thank you. you. Thank you so much. Namaste. Gerhardt's back. The more things change, the more they stay the same. From NJ1015.com, this is the
0: new Jim Gerhardt Podcast.